Hello and welcome back to the FAAA podcast. We are at day three of the Congress here in Adelaide. I'm with Aaron Dunn. Welcome. Thank you, Fraser. Thank Great you to be for, here. Thank you for popping by the podcast stand. Pleasure. Straight from the presentation. Yes, you've just come straight off stage, had a quick sip of water, and then you're sitting down in the podcast. So I appreciate your, uh, your time. Uh, do you want to give the listeners a quick overview of you and, and your, your journey? Yeah, so 20, 25 years, probably now, closer to 25 than 20 now, um, in the industry, um, pretty much fell into self-managed super funds very early. So I've had you know, the full gambit of, of the ATO's involvement since 1999, and, and really my journey has grown as the industry's grown, so I've been quite fortunate in that regard. My dad was a financial advisor um, former, actually former vice president of the FPA and was actually in the early days with these sort of events was very actively involved as well. But I kind of took my own path. Um, I always said I wanted to, I was going to go to a conference with him at one point in my life where they said to my dad, uh, you're Aaron's father, are you, rather than your Peter Dunn's sons? And I did achieve that at one point. So it was a, it was a fantastic um, it's sort of reminder have, that I've made. It's good to have it. these ambitions, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, correct. It, even if you have to set them up yeah, sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah So, um, so yes, yeah, so like I said, I've been around for a long time, and, and therefore been able to really engross myself in the industry, and, and have been fortunate to have. Um, as the industry has evolved, to get involved in sort of government reviews back at the Cooper Review and, and still play an active role in even the topic I spoke about today on the new $3 million threshold of Division 296. You know, our, our firm was you know, asked to obviously be part of um, some of the co- consultation around those measures and the nuances that exist with that sort of stuff. So, yes, I like to – I guess my philosophy is is – the role that I can play in the industry, the contribution during the year, do you leave it in a better position than than it was at the start of the year? Now, that doesn't always happen and you can't control that, but but the, the way in which we do it is we try and um, educate people as much as we can and that is a core part of, of what we do in the SMSF space where we talk to you know, literally thousands of accountants, advisors and auditors and all those sort of professionals that sit within what is a you know an ever growing SMSF sector? Fantastic. And just quickly, your your business smarter SMSF. Yep. Uh, tell us a little bit about what they do. Yeah. So our business um, is a, a subscription based business predominantly. We we have the ability for people to access education and SMSF related documents um, via a digital platform that they can. Um, yeah, we've got integrations with key software and and that sort of stuff. So people want to order self-managed fund documentation. So we've got legal-based documents, we've got compliance strategy-based documents. And then on the education side, we're not only delivering kind of face-to-face stuff, we have full e-learning courses. Um, our, our model, as you probably can see on my T-shirt here, I've got the, I'm super smart, a lot of the, the, the play on words, but we do have our model in our education is starter, smarter, smartest. So kind of, you know, you work out where you fit in the education sphere and and then we provide different services to um, you know, organisations of different levels of strength and stuff within the SMSF industry. Yeah, fantastic. Love it. Um, now, you're, you're here, obviously, you just had a presentation. Do you want to give us a bit of a highlights reel of your, your presentation you gave today? Yeah, it was quite interesting because at um, quarter past nine in the morning after the minister had obviously spoken, I sort of stuck my head in because I'm like, I just really hope he's not going to announce anything that um, <laughs> might ruin my presentation. Imagine, but, imagine if the people have rocked up and said, that's not what the minister yeah, said five correct. seconds ago. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, well, I can't stay here the whole time because you need to be ready to go. Um, anyway, I asked a couple of people that said, no, 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 he, he didn't sort of amount to anything that you're going to be talking about. 
but a lot of my topic was what is the hottest issues and and when it was being thought about um it's kind of like i hope these things actually transpire into being hot topics and right now they are absolutely burning and live and and so the first one was around the what's called the division 296 rules which is the the additional tax the government's looking to introduce from 1 July 2025, um, very topical in SMSS because the large majority of those that are impacted have self-managed super funds. So we have the government has now introduced uh, draft legislation on these. And again, they provided two weeks of consultation. Kind of gets to show you, you know, how much they're really interested in that feedback. But the reality is in that session really broke down the mechanics of how it's going to work. And Friday, um, you know, the, the day three, I should say, of the, of the conference or the Congress here, uh, quarter past nine, I did say if you did actually have a hangover from the night before, this probably isn't going to help it. <laughs> so, so yeah, so we went, we went through, I guess, what it's going to impact, how it will impact clients, um, in the multiple ways, um, not only just based upon a value, but, what happens if an individual dies and and the compound of one balance being added to another person. Um, and then the second half, uh, which was quite fascinating because I did actually ask the question about how many people in the room actually have their own self-managed super fund. 75% or more actually put their hand up. And I said, this is actually going to impact you. And it was around what's called the non-arms length income rules. And the fact that if you're not actually charging your fund to do services um, and you're providing those for free and um, you're using the resources of the business, then you're potentially exposing all of the fund's income to a 45% tax rate. And they all kind of, you know, pasty white. That's a bit and, of a jaw-dropping yeah, moment, yeah, isn't yeah, it, correct. for those people in the room? Yeah, so it's, it's about, in some instances, in, in particular this mess because it is so strategic and technical, you kind of got to peel a couple of layers off and go back to, you know, how, how can I cut through to the audience and help them understand, like, yeah, this is all great, but it, like, and then you go, well, actually, this impacts me. Um, and therefore, how do, we, how do we then go back and add those layers on in a context that they understand and then hopefully from there what they need to do off the back of that? And one of the bigger problems with this is, is that we, I said before, the government's trying to create a set of rules, a uniform set of rules for that $3 million threshold because they don't want to carve out exceptions between self-managed super funds and APRA funds. Well, guess what they've done, Fraser, on the other side? <laughs> they've created a separate set of rules for self-managed super funds uh, and APRA funds are excluded from that process. So there is a significant level of frustration in the industry with the government's approach to some of these things um, and we've been trying to highlight and flag those through today's session. Yeah, and the consultation hasn't gone necessarily to plan when it comes to uh, uh, lobbying the government. Um, yeah, the the challenge, I guess, on the on the division two nine six stuff. Um, yeah, the government appears resolute to kind of just kind of march on through. Um, and interestingly, the on the uh, non arms length income rules, the we're at a point where it's actually in the Senate and going through an inquiry and. Um, there's a level of optimism on that because there feels like there's a solution. Um, and part of my presentation says, are we trying to fix a problem that actually no longer exists? And I explained that as to why that was the case. But the Senate inquiry, there is a sense that um, we, can get a, we can get a better outcome from this and therefore maybe go back to where we were. Um, whereas on the other side, with the Division 296 stuff, you know, my view is is 
if the government's not prepared to listen, we're probably going to have to wait until it gets to the Senate and then try and actually influence crossbench senators and so forth to hopefully listen and then whether you can get enough to make a change, well, we just need to wait and see. Well, fantastic. So mostly about those two topics. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I could have, t- could have spoken for half a day. Uh, on and of course, of course. <laughs> I love I love nerding out about stuff and, yeah, and, and sometimes yeah. you can just, days go by. Yeah. But you're absolutely right, yeah. So two very big, uh, as you said, burning hot topics at the moment uh, in, in the space. Yeah. Um, Tell me what you're thinking about from from here. You know, we've got um, you know the rest of the year is pretty much upon us now. Yep. What does 2024 hold? Uh, well, I think this they they will both remain burning issues as we go into the new year. And I think for advisors, what's quite um, interesting and and really what I tried to impress on them with those rules. I mean, the Division Two Nine Six rules will come in from one July two thousand twenty five. So clients, advisors that have clients know about these rules. They don't know the machinations of, of what they are, but there is a finite period of time that if you are going to move the deck chairs in terms of where assets are, um, you've really only got half of a financial year and then the following financial year thereafter. And it may not be prudent from a strategy point of view to kind of do all the exit in one year. So 2024 will be quite interesting because we're, we're – Walking in uncharted territories, the way the rules are working, um, you would like to hope with some lobbying you might get some change. Probably don't feel confident that it will occur, but you know, we like to deal in things we know in absolute terms rather than theorising. But you know, the timing of this is such that we just, given the quantum of money and those that deal with high net worth clients and stuff, is that it just might not be prudent to do things you know in in one year because you might end up with a much bigger tax balance rather than maybe amortizing it out over a couple of years as well so i i suspect we'll be pretty busy um with that stuff and it will remain sort of uh top of mind and then you know i think the qar stuff as it rolls out through next year will will obviously play a fairly significant role right throughout 2024 as we kind of get beyond i call it 1a at the moment and there'll be 1b um, and then we'll go through the you know the other phases thereafter. Yeah, fantastic! Like, like you know, so many so many different things coming up and, and changes ahead as we see how that's going to roll out. Yeah, uh, Aaron, thank you so much for coming along and chatting with us today, yep. fresh off stage. Um, if people wanted to continue the conversation with you, yep. what's the best way for them to reach out? Yeah, so the best way um, is you can get on in contact with us um, at team at smartersmsf.com. Go onto our website smartersmsf.com. Um, you can get in contact us through there. Uh, give us a call. Um, all of the contact details are on the site. Um, yeah, more than happy to have a chat about you know, the stuff that I spoke about, which is, like I said, front and centre at the moment, or you know, the other things that we actually provide. Or the other hundred things that could be, uh, yeah. could, could <laughs> be topical lands. when somebody's, yeah. uh, when somebody's yeah. coming. Well, you can add to that the objective of super and then whether they decide to make any changes off the back of that from a policy perspective as we move to next year's federal budget. And so, it sounds like whenever people uh, – everybody's at different stages with different things, but often things pop up. And yep. you just need to get an answer. Yeah, absolutely. And that the timing of that then becomes so important. And that's really us as a business is, you know, it's about first to know and being in the know. And I mean, that is one of our sort of core values. And so that's why we become such a sort of trusted resource when it comes to the SMSF sector. Fantastic. Thank you, Aaron. I appreciate Excellent. it. No worries. Pleasure. Thanks, Rosa.